right, I think you get the idea. <clears throat> and hello, and welcome to this week's Pinky Pod. Poop, 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 pow. Some of you might actually have recognized those sounds. It wasn't just cheesy sound effects. They were legit. But I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to ruin the episode. So, today, I'm going to talk about cryptids. Well, one cryptid. What is a cryptid, you ask? Those are creatures whose existence is suggested but has never been proven. You know, like Bigfoot. Now you know what I'm talking about. But I'm not going to talk about him today. Not that it's not interesting. It will always be fascinating. I'm going to talk about the Ozark Howler. What a great name, right? Right? Am I right? You know I am. It's honestly one of the reasons I chose it as a subject. Um, plus, it's not popular. It's not very well known, you know, like the other ones. So I figured, yeah, let's do that, you know, give them some airtime. And finally, the biggest reason I chose it is because I did move here to Seattle from the Ozarks of Missouri. And my mother still lives there. So I present to you the little bit we know about the Ozark Howler. So stories have been told for several generations. And a lot of people think that it might be a combination of myths about saber-toothed cats from the local indigenous people, which, you know, even they know that those cats have been gone for a long time, but there are still stories. So a mixture of that and something called a kushi, C-U-S-I-T-H, which would be, that's Gaelic, Scottish to be precise. So Scottish legends. And because a lot of Scottish people immigrated to that area and settled there, I have a lot of that in my family. Also Irish people, Welsh and English. So I have a lot of Celtic ties, and of course I've got some English, all of it, just the whole thing. So what is the Kushi? It's a bull-sized creature, shaggy hair, resembles a wolf. Honestly, I was there's this one rendering that constantly comes up uh, if you Google this, if you Google the Ozark Howler, that is, that, yeah, it's almost like a werewolf, right? <clears throat> so... The actual descriptions of the howler, though, do vary from it being a cat-like creature with horns and red glowing eyes, a bear-sized creature with long shaggy hair, a goat-like beard, right on, but still the glowing eyes, because you got to have the scary red glowing eyes, yeah? There's no consensus as to whether the tail is long or short, and, and that, that picture I'm telling you, well, not a picture, it's a, it's a sketch, um, is pretty cool. I mean, this is actually the sort of thing, I have no idea if he even has a tail, but the the drawing is pretty cool and I wouldn't mind seeing it. It's like, hey, you're a pretty handsome looking fella there, hey? Of course, unless it wants to rip my throat out or something, then maybe not so cool. Now, why is it called the Howler? Well, I think that was pretty obvious from how I opened this episode. 
because of course it howls. Now some say the sound is more like an elk bugle, which don't ask me to imitate that, okay? But you've, you've probably heard the sound effect somewhere. It's kind of high-pitched. But they say it's like that crossed with a wolf howl. On the other hand, some say that it's deep and guttural. Or it's only the high-pitched howl, which that reminds me more of elk. There have been accounts of hearing it and sightings since the 1950s, even though the stories in the region go back to the 1800s. There are supposedly also some photos that I'll get to later that are supposed to be of the howler, but some people think they're photoshopped. The more recent descriptions, say 2005, 2010 and up, seem to go more towards a cat-like description. But an interesting thing to note here is that we don't have wild cats in the Ozarks, or do we? <laughs> so, according to OzarkHowler.com, it's usually described as dark or black, stout of leg, strong-shouldered, and long of claw, and canines. Overall, very muscular. They say it has the shorter tail and it's possibly ringed like a raccoon. They also say it has pointy lynx-like ears, the split beard, there's your goat beard, right? And, and they say that maybe that even confuses people into thinking that it's the saber teeth, you know? Of course, other people swear, no, I can tell the difference between a beard and teeth. Me, I'm like, you know, if you're kind of glimpsing this in the dark or something that's rushing by, you could totally mistake it. I personally think that we could have a mountain lion or two left. I mean, it's a vast area. If, although the howler is said to be much larger. And, and according on this website, they say it sounds like a panther. They also say it's possible that it's migratory, although on the other hand, sometimes it settles. And, you know, you, you read all that and you, you hear about when people say that about different creatures. Oh, it moves around. No, it settles. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And there's definitely a pattern there. You know what I mean? What I'm getting at is we can put out all these bullet points of it's this, 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 and this. And... It sounds like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's some good facts. And then you kind of think about it and you like, no, it's kind of covering all the bases. Do you follow? Like, why isn't it seen outside of the Ozarks? Oh, well, it settles. Oh, but you just said it was migratory. Well, it only migrates from here to there. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not trying to disparage anyone, but I have said before that also this podcast includes skepticism. I'm not just going to wholeheartedly embrace everything. Where's the fun in that? So I'm just saying things are not always as specific as they seem. Now, having said all that, some do think it might just be a panther or some similar creature that just hasn't been identified even by scientists, if you will. The unique thing, apparently, though, are the howls, which they say can be heard for miles and miles. 
And of course, this would not be complete without some reports of it being bipedal. You know, standing up on two legs. You know, I'll tell you something. My cat can totally stand on his hind legs for a pretty decent amount of time. Okay, maybe he can't walk around like that. I don't know. Then again, it says the howler only does this for short distances. There's even a handful of reports that it was headless, but probably it just had its head low to the ground. So there you go. You got the, you know, it stands up. It does this. It does that. Now, I'd mentioned the, the kushi. And many in the Ozarks would have known about so-called phantom hounds of England and the, uh, or called, you know, the Madi Duhu or the Black Shuck. I mean, different areas had different names for it that were basically black phantom dogs, shaggy or sleek. And these were all stories from across the pond, as they say. Now, I should note that most of the people in the Ozarks did not call it the Ozark Howler. That's what other people call it for obvious reasons. People in the Ozarks have a lot of other names for it, like Wowee! No, really. And I imagine that's just somebody saw it and went, Wowee! Wampus Cat. I, I don't know, but I kind of like that one. Whistling wampus. I can't help imagining it. <whistles> oh, hey, doodly doo. N nothing to see here. Go along, please. And just some cat walking up on its hind legs. Hey, top of the morning to you. <whistles> There's booger dog. And of course, booger cat. Bear cat. A what's it. I wonder if that kind of went with the wowee. Wowee, what's it? Indian devil. Devil cat. And Santa. I'm going to toss in a neat little side note here while we're going with all of these basically settler words, right? Hill folk, which I could probably qualify as one, so it's not an insult. But you know the um, Laura Ingram Wild Wilder's books, Little House on the Prairie? There's specifically in one book, Little House in the Big Woods, a story about her grandfather riding his horse as fast as he can, being chased by a large panther, a black panther, that leaped almost overhead from tree to tree. You know, I don't think that was in the TV series. I feel kind of ripped off there. And you remember just a minute ago or so, I said, we supposedly don't have any cats, wild cats, big cats, in the Ozarks. And for reference, since I've talked to a lot of people around here particularly, and I'm sure in other places they're confused too, who don't really know what the Ozarks encompass, a lot of people will say Arkansas, which is true, but it's also Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, and maybe a teeny tiny skosh of Illinois. Now, to be fair, a lot of those other states, it just kind of, it just kind of touches it predominantly the Ozarks, the, the largest section of it is going to be the southern half of Missouri and northwest Arkansas, okay? And I moved here from southwest Missouri. The howler, of course, has been labeled 
a fraud or a hoax by some people. And I, that brings me to something I wanted to, when I was researching, uh, obviously people take exception to that. And I don't want to read this little article. It's exemplar.com. They, they mention some college kid, I guess, who pulled a hoax and said, oh, ha ha, I bet I can start a rumor, you know. Uh, but definitely some people took ex exception to that in the comments. I want to read some comments because this one is from December 11, 2019. You know, it's fairly recent. And it's just cryptid researcher, Southwest Missouri. So he says in response to this, the Ozark Howler predates the clueless and attention-seeking, quote, student who is cited in this story as the originator of a, quote, hoax. The earliest settlers in the Ozarks were Scotch-Irish, this is true, and brought with them beliefs in both the Black Dog of Doom and the Banshee. Now, I'm going to pause here. Banshee. Banshees are known to scream horribly. Now, that's like the howler. Yes, yes. The call of the Ozark howler was described as being like that of a woman in distress. Again, that would be like a banshee. It was said that the howler would scream and a male settler would hustle into the forest to render assistance, only to be found later with his throat torn out. I want to note here that I had done all this researching and this was the first one I had seen where supposedly the howler was, could be vicious because most of the stuff I was looking up, I'm like, well, so far as I can tell, they just hear it, hear it make sounds and stuff. And it doesn't seem to be some vicious, horrible creature. And then I found this. <laughs> so to carry on with his comment. Those who saw the beast noted that it could rise up on two hind feet, there you go, but moved on four in most sightings and had ref red reflective eyes. My wife and I have four years of audio recordings of an unidentified creature that was capable of making listening canines slink away in fear or bark frantically with fear if they were unable to find a hiding place. We've had repeated visits by a large bipedal cryptid, including tree damage, tree signs, and tracks. Two separate years saw track lines in the snow through our residential land with six-foot stride lengths, photographed and documented. I personally feel that there is a good chance the howler is a Bigfoot who drops down on all fours for movement in restrictive brush, which is exactly what I was thinking when he started talking about tree signs and stride lengths right so yeah i thought that was i thought that was kind of an interesting comment and let's get a little deeper here since i mentioned the banshees so now on unlocktheozarks.org uh, they had a section about the cushy so again we've got the scottish irish welsh english settlers homesteaded in the ozarks plateau you might call it it's not all forest but uh uh, where I moved from, you've got the Ozark Mountains and forest. They came in the mid to late 1800s. Do you, do you hear that? Do you hear? <laughs> my, my cat is uh, messing around over there. I think this is the second episode I've recorded where he's just like, I'm a mess around. 
<laughs> Sorry. Okay, so they settled, he wants his attention, right? In the mid to late 1800s. And of course, as I said, they brought their stories and mythologies. Of course they did. So the Kushi is a mythological hound feared as a harbinger of death. They believed the hound would come to bear away the soul of a person to the afterlife. And they went by other names, and here we go again. Banshee, which is, that's the Irish. Kushi, which I know you think I'm saying the same thing, but this is the Irish again, C-U-S-I-D-H-E. And I'm going to mangle this. I, I have some idea how to pronounce Welsh, but it's C-W-N and then another word, A-N-N-W-N. Kun Anwin, possibly. So if we go to the Scottish folklore, the Kushi, which is C-U-S-I-T-H, is said to be the size of a young bull, which I mentioned, and the appearance of a wolf, which is like that rendering I've seen. Pretty handsome fella. His fur is shaggy, shaggy, but instead of black, in Scotland, it's usually said to be dark green, which gives me sort of a nature vibe, right? Uh, although sometimes it's white. They do say it has a tail, and they say it's long, and it's either coiled up or plated, which means braided. And the paws are supposed to be the width of a man's hand, which isn't like super giant, but you know, decent size. And over there in Scotland, they think it makes its home in the clefts of the rocks in the highlands. And also it roams the moors, because of course you've got all of the cool, creepy stuff in the moors, right? Now they say it's capable of silent hunting, but would occasionally let out three terrifying bays. And only three, which by the way, that's often a mis mystical number. And they say it could be heard for miles even far out at sea. And if you hear the baying of the Kushi, you mu must reach safety by the third bark or be overcome with terror to the point of death. And now this next part definitely gets a little, might sound a little weird, but I know exactly what they're talking about. They also say that the sound was a warning to lock up nursing women, you know, they nurse babies, right? Lest the beast abduct them and take them to a fairy mound to supply milk for the children of the fae. If you've ever heard legends of changelings, this will make total sense to you, which I do know those legends. So I'm like, mm, mm -hmm. I was over here nodding like, yep, 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 yep. Now, in Wales, they sometimes were associated with migrating geese because the honking in the night is kind of reminiscent of that. And the hunting grounds for their version of it are said to include the mountain of Kader Idris, where it is believed the howling of these huge dogs, now they say dogs, foretold death to anyone who heard them. And according to the Welsh folklore, the growling is loudest at a distance, and as they draw nearer, it grows softer and softer. So obviously there's some connection there to the mythologies of the immigrants, the settlers, and the ancient stories, the Native Americans. 
Um, as mentioned before, saber-toothed tigers used to roam the land, and there were stories about that. So, there you go. It gets a, a little um, mystical, which personally, I really like that, that part of it. I think that's really interesting, you know. But let's get back to some of the supposed sightings, shall we? So one little sighting to note here, and I bring it up because, again, they say there's that we don't have any wildcats. Um, a woman in middle Missouri said that she saw a large black beast on all fours, so she thought it was a panther. But then it stood up walked on two hind legs to a fence and climbed over. I wonder if I could train my cat to do that, right? Right? I don't know. So, hmm. Now that I've introduced the Panthers again, just back and forth, back and forth, boom, boom, everywhere on this topic, I want to go to stateoftheozarks.net to address, start to address a little bit this idea of do we have panthers or don't we have panthers? And people out there that know anything about big cats are probably going to be saying, well, of course not. They're in places like Africa and this, and you know, you're right, but let's continue. This is by uh, Clint Lacey and Joshua Heston. Years ago at my grandmother's house, I discovered an old high school yearbook. Thumbing through the pages, I found my uncle's senior photo with the usual details of titles, predictions, and nicknames. Panther, said the entry. Uncle Phil's nickname was Panther. Your uncle once saw a black panther on your great-grandfather's farm, but nobody believed him, explained my father when I asked him. Uncle Phil's panther sighting took place in Stoddard County, Missouri in the 1960s. Back then, his biggest skeptics were his peers. A brief internet search on the topic of Black Panther sightings in Missouri will turn up the occasional news story, blog post, or photo of the elusive cat. With today's new technology, citizens are no longer dependent on the gatekeepers of old media. Convincing one's peers of a Black Panther sighting isn't nearly as difficult as it was when Uncle Phil was in high school. So today, if someone spots a black panther, the biggest critic will be the Missouri Department of Conservation. And this is what they have to officially say about black panthers in Missouri. Black panthers are not native to North America, but they do exist as a melanistic phase of the leopard found in Africa and Asia and the jaguar of Mexico and Central and South America. Throughout its range, no melanistic mountain lion has ever been documented by science. In 1996, the NBC established a mountain lion response team with specially trained staff to investigate reports and evidence of mountain lions. They have investigated hundreds of mountain lion reports. Animals reported as mountain lions include house cats, bobcats, red foxes, coyotes, black and yellow Labrador retrievers, Great Danes, and white-tailed deer. Almost all reported tracks have been those of bobcats or large dogs. 
So the subject of Black Panthers surfaced again on February 8th, 2017. Here about a month ago, my son and I were checking cows and we saw something black down on the pond and I said, look at that, it looks bigger than a cat. We got fairly close, but we still weren't really sure. It looked bigger than a cat. Then, probably about a week ago, I saw it a long ways off in the distance and I was on the tractor and when it saw me, it just squatted down and tried to hide. I didn't go towards it and it just stayed where it was. This was Dennis Pearson, rural Maryville, Missouri, which I was born there, FYI. So later, Pearson saw the animal come out of a ditch about a quarter mile away, and he was sitting in his pickup and was able to snap a few photos, saying it was probably 30 inches long or maybe longer, and it probably stood up a foot or so. So that's nowhere near as big, right, as the uh, cushy, you know, or the werewolf-looking dude, whatever. So the conservation, Missouri Department of Conservation response was familiar. They said, comparing the animal to the size of the nearby fence post and logs, it's likely just a large house cat. (laughs) Now my father, it says here, now owns the farm where my uncle Phil reported seeing a black panther in the 60s. Over the past 20 years, My father, mother, and their neighbors have all spotted the large black cat that isn't supposed to exist. Family friend Bradley Rhodes of Advance, Missouri, reported he saw a female black panther near my parents' farm. She was carrying her cubs, he says. So this guy went to a Facebook group called Love My Ozarks to seek out others who might have spotted black panthers. And he was really impressed with the response. Uh, a couple of anecdotes here. When I was a kid in the mid-70s, my dad ran a set of cattle pens. People around was calling the sheriff's office to report a woman's screams. Dad and I heard it one night. We were bringing a load of cattle in late one night. There was the biggest, blackest cat you ever saw go across the road. We didn't say anything until we unloaded our cattle. Dad looked at me and asked if I seen what he did. That was in Ozark County, Missouri. Another one. At least three people at three different times in the last 10 years have seen one around the old Frisco train yard. And that is from a guy in Springfield, Missouri, which is where I was living when I moved. (laughs) My husband saw one when he was in his tree stand deer hunting a few years ago. It was walking along our creek. A few months ago, our neighbor asked us if we had seen a black cat around. I said, a great big one? Yeah. I guess another neighbor saw it crossing the road. I just, these are great. There's a ton of them here. Uh, He he shares a lot of them, and I'm sure he didn't share near as many as were actually on uh, the page. But he goes on to say, despite claims by the conservation department, many Missouri residents have seen Black Panthers. And none of these residents, mostly farmers, individuals accustomed to wild and domestic animals, remotely felt that they had spotted a house cat. Most report seeing the large black cats near drainage ditches, creeks, and around cattle or other livestock. And many of them state that the cats sound like a woman screaming. And here's where I'm going to 
inform you that the sounds in the beginning of this episode were a bobcat. And that's not even all of the, it was actually a video, but I, you know, but I want, it had the best audio that I was finding so far. And some of it does sound like screaming, doesn't it? And one of them, I'm like, God, nobody's ever going to believe without seeing it that some of these sounds are actually a cat because the the first ones in there, did I play that part? Actually just sound like some dude going, arr, arr. I mean, really, I'm like, that's a guy. That's just some guy. <laughs> but some of these cats, these wild cats can make some crazy sounds. So there, that's why I didn't want to tell you at the beginning, but some of you might have figured that out. That was a bobcat. And you can find a lot of other big cat sounds that uh, not the stereotypical, you know, just growling like you usually hear. There's some crazy sounds. And if you've ever heard <laughs> cats mating outside, even domestic cats or fighting, you know, it's, yeah, it sounds like somebody's being tortured, for God's sake. So anyway... There was one person on his Facebook forum that did say, there are no Black Panthers in Missouri. It is a myth like Bigfoot. I, I got some other reasons besides all of these people swearing to it that I might disagree with this person. I won't say his name. We don't want to get him in trouble. But there was someone who responded to this by saying, in the old Ozarks, they were called painters. I, like you, like painting a wall, painters. Or pant-hyphen-ers, pant-ers. There's apparently some old newspaper resorts, uh, reports. Such as the Farmington Times, December 19, 1919. It's titled, Anyone Lost One Panther? If rumors reaching this city the past week are true, then there may be an opportunity for the old-time big game hunters to again put into use their knowledge of woodcraft and the stalking of big game. The bare thought of which is calculated to give the present-day hunter a case of buck fever. Such rumors are to the effect that a panther has been seen in the wilds a few miles south of Doe Run, wherein those Fastness practically unmarred by the hand of man, it is enjoying life and liberty as though in the primeval forests. Two sons of J.C. Arnoldi had recently seen a panther crossing a road, while several other people claimed to have heard the cry or scream peculiar to the panther, and which sounds too humanly agonizing as to be in itself terrifying to the uninitiated. Now, that article from the 1900s is pretty similar to what some more modern-day people say. There's also another article, December 25th, 1904, an edition of the St. Louis Republic. Luke Hartman, a zinc miner who lives about 12 miles from here along the Buffalo River, had a hair-raising adventure with a panther a few days ago. He had been to his place, this place, to buy dynamite to use for blasting on his claim. And when about a mile and a half from home on the return trip, he saw in the road ahead of him what appeared to be two gray cats playing in the dust. Wondering how the cats came to be in that neighborhood, he followed them through the underbrush and was terror-stricken to find himself confronting a big she-panther. The panther placed herself in front of her kittens and lashed the ground angrily with her tail. 
Hartman had no weapons, and realizing his danger, he ran back to the road. Dude, never, 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 ever run from a big cat. Because they're just going to chase you. They're like, woo-woo, fun, I like to play with my food. And indeed, this article goes on to say, but the panther followed with long jumps. So Luke turned down the road towards his house, fleeing for dear life. Now you're like, where does the dynamite come in? Yeah, apparently he was able to save himself by lighting a stick of dynamite after climbing a tree. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't say whether or not the panther died. I, I don't know if he just scared it away. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. And there's a little bit more here about whether or not it's just a cultural thing or a scientific thing. Um, I do want to kind of pull out the this little brief mention of someone, Colin Woodward, who wrote American Nations, A History of 11 Rival Regional Cultures of North America. Blah, long title. And I guess he talks about a conflict between Yankeedom and Greater Appalachia. Uh, which is like West Virginia, across towards the Ozarks Plateau. And they talk about just basically the country folk being like, you know, rough bellicose settlers from the war-ravaged borderlands of Ireland and England and Scottish lowlands with a war ethic and deep commitment to individual liberty and personal sovereignty. They are intensely suspicious of aristocrats and social reformers. I, I, what I'm getting here is they might be trying to say that, uh, well, you can probably figure out what they're trying to say. And these old country people just don't know what the hell they're talking about. And them Yankees are like, you people are crazy. That's Kind of what I'm getting from that. Shoo! We covered all that, eh? So, I mean, whatever you think about it, I do think it's a a good and important part of storytelling and cultural identity. Um, I do, because there's some amazing folklore people call myths But, you know, having looked up a lot of different things in my life, I find that all all myths have some truth to them. Who knows what the origin, really, of a banshee or a cushy is, but I think there's some truth to these, and I don't think it should be lost. As someone with some of this ancestry, I know that when I found things like Vance Rudolph, who wrote, like, um, Ozark Mountain Magic and Folklore, I believe is the title. Um, I was so excited to find that book because there are things in there that it's like, oh my God, my grandmother used to say that or my grandfather believed in that on the farm. And I don't care if it's superstitions or not, but it meant a lot to me. And it gives me some idea of my, the people who came before and so in that respect, I, I'm not going to make fun of them and laugh at them. And maybe it is mythological creatures, but I think it's important to have our stories. 
And that reminds me, there was a little mention, uh, mention of Vance Rudolph. Um, he's written some other books. And in one of his books about the folklore, they call it a hoo-hoo. I don't know why, but it's a hoo-hoo. <laughs> I, I think that from now on, I want to call this a hoo-hoo. What are you talking about? Those are calories. It's a hoo-hoo. And I'm not making fun. I'm from there, so I can say this. I get people all the time like, oh, so you're Southern. It's not exactly Southern. It's certainly not Georgia. Oh, you're Midwestern. Well, no, not in Southwest Missouri. So what are you? And I'm like, you know, we're hillbillies. It's okay. <laughs> Mountain folk. And, and Vance Rudolph, or, or is it Randolph? Am I saying his name wrong? Ozark Mountain Ma Magic and Folklore is one of the books I have around here somewhere. Vance Rudolph, I have it right. Um, you know, he, he spent a lot of time making friends with these people in the mountains, particularly, to gather some of these stories and you might want to call superstitions, but also folk healing and things like that. And I remember reading it going, wow, that reminds me a lot of some of the Scottish stuff that I had discovered doing some ancestry searching. Um, so you should um, look into him. I think the book was kind of difficult to get, but I'm digressing here. Where was I trying to go with this? Speaking of storytelling, you've all heard of Daniel Boone, probably. Well, there's a story about Daniel Boone and the Ozark Howler. And I'll tell you straight up, though, sadly, that there's not a lot to this story. So I didn't really get into trying to find all the versions of it. We'll just go here to OzarkHowler.net. Um, there's a guy named Steve at, at something called Death Cookie. I, when I tried to click further through that, it's a Patreon that I would have to pay to apparently read more about it. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> but Daniel Boone and the Ozark Howler. And this is probably where some of the earliest mentions, 1800s, that they were talking about where the stories really started. And this, this uh, post here was written like uh, January 2019, so it's fairly recent. And he supposedly ran into one of these on the Platte River, as it was called. And he would have been 80 years old at the time. And some stories say that he killed it, and some say that he didn't. And this would be around 1816. So as is the case with many alleged incidents in his life, there are different versions of the legend of Daniel Boone and the Howler. One of the stories dates from a letter that Boone wrote to a sister-in-law living back in Kentucky after a hunting trip a few miles north of what is now Cuba, Missouri in 1810. At the end of his letter, he wrote with his particular style of phonetic spelling, and I'm here to tell you it is, it's like L-E-E-V, Creature, C-R-E-E-C-H-E-R, -E -E so I just want you to know that it's kind of charming. So, I leave you with alarming story of a black creature I found and wounded on the Souter Creek. Black and swarthy with horns on its scalp, which I assume means scalp. Ignorant of its name, I am told of the sound it makes with a terrible owling in the night. Howling. Warnings of this for settlers should be passed along. 
your humble servant, Daniel Boone. <laughs> I think that's rather charming. But now here he says horns. So even if we accept that maybe we have panthers, why does it have horns, right? I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's some uh, mutation, something bred with something else. Who knows, right? Interesting. Kind of reminds me a little of the jackalope as well. You know, big giant rabbit type thing with the horns. Yeah. Now, according to this particular story, though, <clears throat> the howler was wounded, as Boone says here in this letter, but it didn't kill it. Now, they think this is remarkable given Boone's skills as a hunter, uh, which he learned when he was young with the Napi tribe in Pennsylvania. So they take this as a testament to the beast's astonishing stamina. I don't know, though. You know, maybe, maybe he didn't really want to kill it, or maybe he just happened to miss the, the death blow that time. And I see here, though, that there's actually, that he encountered the quote-unquote monster six years after this initial shot. So I'm going to leave that one for you to look up and decide, okay? I'm going to leave that one for you to decide. Now, I said something about some photographs earlier. There was one instance in particular where someone was on a camping trip. This is December. Why is are you noticing there's a whole lot of December here? Or is that just me? There was a lot of news stories, December, December, December. Well, this is December 15th, 2015. Is the howler just the... Or is this just when it was written? I don't know. But I'm going to take this straight from the Springfield News Leader. That's Springfield, Missouri, like I said, where I moved from. And their story. Johnson, do you believe in the Ozark howler? So we get a lot of tips in the newsroom, but this has to be one of the best I've seen in a while. I believe two things in this world to be true, that Jesus Christ is my Savior and that the Ozark Howler is real and living in the Arkansas mountains. Now remember, I said that the Ozarks goes into a few states. As the outdoors reporter, I am, of course, fascinated with all the critters and creepy crawlies we encounter in Missouri and Arkansas. And a quick internet search reveals that the legendary Ozark Howler apparently is a thing folks have talked about for years. The Ozark Howler tip came through the newspaper's email address, webeditor at newsleader.com, where we get all kinds of feedback and story ideas. This one was a doozy. And like they say, if there's no photo, it didn't happen. Yep, there's a photo. Make that photos. So I'm looking at these right now. And if you want to see them, I uh, have them on my Patreon. Hint, hint, you could always join my Patreon.com slash Pinky Swear Press. And I might put a peek or two on my Instagram and my Twitter. So, and this is a tipster, John Myers. There's, there's by the way, several photographs, but there's one particular here. And I'll, I'll pause here in the story and right now and tell you, though, that it's kind of, uh, it's blurry. The coloring, it, and this is broad daylight. 
kind of reminds me of a German Shepherd puppy because I'm like, what does this weigh? Like 30 pounds? Not at all like a lot of the descriptions, right? It does have horns. I think those are horns and not antlers, which there is a difference. Um, and it does have like the pointy ears, kind of like a German Shepherd, but they're smaller. I don't know. But the tail is really long. Um, it's an interesting picture. And when I look at it, I do think to myself, uh, I think that's kind of photoshopped. And it's standing here at the base of a tree with a bunch of leaves. So there's my assessment of the picture that pops up. But it's a cool picture. Pictures. Anyway, the story goes. Met some family in Devil's Den State Park this weekend for some camping, the tipster wrote. We were up near Yellow Rock Trailhead this morning and saw this thing chase a squirrel up a tree, and I have never seen anything like it. It had short black fur, a broad nose, and horns like a young deer, but it moved like a cat and had a long tail. Don't know what else it could be but the howler. It was yelping and scratching at the tree, and I got this pretty good photo when it stopped and turned to look at me. Wish I had video or more photos, but it disappeared too fast. You can give me a call. I'm an electrician, so usually available to talk for a minute. And now we got another view of it from the backside. And now that I see that, the ears look slightly rounder-ish. But again, they're just blurry. He says he's zooming in, though. And I, to be fair, sometimes, and this was 2015, so I don't know what he was using. It gets kind of pixelated when you zoom in. So... The article here goes on to say pretty much what I said. The Ozark Howler in the tipster's photo didn't quite fit the description of what others in Arkansas say they've seen. Most describe the animal as some form of oversized black cat with a terrifying scream and horns growing from its head. There are glowing eyes, shaggy black bear-like fur. And here we have another picture from the side. And again, the coloring is a little like a German shepherd. I mean, I don't know, man. Honestly, to me, if I saw this, I'd probably be like, come here, baby. Are you hungry? I got some treats. Honestly, I think it's friggin' cute. And if you decide that you don't want to get the pictures from me and you're going to Google and look it up, you'll see what I mean. I think it's pretty damn cute. I would totally try to make friends with this. <laughs> I would totally make friends with this. So back to the article. Maybe our tipster confused it with the bloodthirsty chupacabra a hairless, mangy coyote occasionally seen in Missouri, or Missouri's legendary Momo. It's a Missouri monster. Oh, I should have looked that one up. Maybe next time. That has a large pumpkin-shaped head with a furry body and hair covering the eyes. Okay, dude, no, this doesn't look like that either. I turned to the news leader's answer man, Steve Polkin, and even he was stumped about the Ozark Howler. It looks like a picture I would have taken, said Steve, known for photographing people with tree limbs and telephone poles seemingly growing out of their heads. <laughs> now I'm going out on a limb here, but to me, our tipster's beast looks less like a mutant horned black mountain lion and more like a German shepherd. Ah, there you go. He agrees with me. German shepherd pup with a badly done Photoshop haircut. I could be wrong. John Myers swears by his story. And just minutes after we posted this story online, Myers, the Ozark Howler tipster, sent me an email and a phone number. 
I take exception that you're saying the photos were photoshopped, Myers told me, clearly miffed. I swear on the Lord these are not photoshopped. Myers said he was camping at Devil's Den State Park and was adamant about seeing something strange chase a squirrel up a tree. I reacted like it was a fox or a wolf. Just take some pictures and enjoy it, he said. Since I was a little kid, my grandpa took me camping out in the woods and he told me about the howler. Upon seeing such a strange creature, was he scared, I asked. No, it was just minding its own business trying to catch a squirrel, Meyer said. Here's why I'm going to interject and say that is so Missouri, or well, this is Arkansas, but still, that is so that area. I'm well, I'll get to it in a minute, but it just I'm thinking of my mom suddenly like, well, yeah, what? Big deal. <laughs> just very matter of fact, right? We are the show me state. What's Arkansas's? Somebody tell me I forget what your tagline is. Um, so it was just minding its own business trying to catch a squirrel. Nothing to get freaked out about here. He acknowledged that his email account has been acting up in recent days, which is why my initial message to him bounced back. He said another news organization had also contacted him about his encounter. Who knows? Maybe there is a horned, squirrel-eating dog creature roaming the Arkansas wilderness. The truth is out there. <laughs> and then there's a little editor's note. Unleash your best photoshopping skills and let's see what kind of Ozark howler you think you've seen. The best images might make it into print. So they're actually <laughs> encouraging this now, which, you know, it's all in good fun. Uh, the reporter here, by the way, is uh, Wes Johnson. So I just wanted to read that because I thought it was kind of cute. Now, why does this tie into what I started to say about my mom? So while I was research, researching this, I called my mama and I asked her about it. And at first she didn't know what the hell I was talking about. But like I said, people didn't necessarily call it the howler. She, and I might have to call her back because she was like, well, you know, there's that one haunted place. And I was like, what, what? Okay, wait, next time. That's not the, that's not the episode I'm doing. But um, she says, oh, oh yeah. Of course we have panthers. And of course I give her the spiel about, well, you know, the uh, conservation department says we don't, et cetera, et cetera. And she says, well, somebody's lying because I was out walking with my friend one time. And to give you context, my mom lived in a house. There was a little grouping of houses, but most of the area around it was not exactly farmland, just a lot of open land. There, there's some farming, but just a lot of beautiful open space, some trees. There's a river that goes through eventually, but she used to walk kind of out, you would say, in the countryside along the little road. And she was walking with her friend. And she says, oh, yeah, I saw a, I saw a panther out there. It was over running along the fence. And we were like, oh, would you look at that? And then we kept walking. And that's why I'm laughing at like, yeah, it was just chasing a squirrel because that is exactly, you know, my mom is telling me this and she was like, yeah, no big deal. Just totally normal. Now, she said she said there weren't any horns or anything, okay? But she's like, oh yeah, I've seen a big black panther before. We totally have them. And... I wasn't going to argue with my mama. I'm not going to tell my mama she didn't see what she done saw. Not to mention because she then told me a story about my dad. 
who, who's now deceased, so I can't ask him, but um, sometime, it sounds like when he was much, and they knew each other as children, by the way, it's very sweet. Um, he lived on a big farm with like his, you know, seven kids, mom and dad. And they were working in the fields. And I think she said that his dad was on the tractor or, or maybe my dad was with him on the tractor and he hopped off. He said, you know, he had to pee. So he goes down by the little river that went through there and he was going to go, I think he was going to go pee in the river as you do. And he saw what looked like a big black panther on the other side on the bank and he's like oh now my dad was a little more did I am I seeing what I'm seeing I'm not sure how old he was but um I guess he decided well I don't need to pee right now <laughs> and, and went back and he he later asked my mom's dad my grandfather who by the way was a conservation officer do you like that? He was a Missouri conservation officer. Said, did I see what I think I saw? And my grandfather said, oh yeah, yeah. We've got some Black Panthers around here. So there you have it. An official stance. Well, unofficially official. Uh, I don't know what any of his partners would have thought of that. I didn't get that deep into it to my mom. She got sidetracked and started talking about something else. But, um, but I don't know. I think right now that's good enough for me. Now, my uh, mother, I also, just a little side note, want to mention that she, she says, you know, I didn't know we have antelope. Now, I didn't go and look into that, but um, the reason I mention it is that it kind of made me think of that photo and some other renderings that I've seen where it's a little more like antlers and this and that. And, you know, I'm like, oh, antelope. You know, maybe some people have seen some antelope kind of hopping through at night, you know. I can't say for sure. I don't know exactly what kind of sound they make. But in the dark, especially if you're not illuminating it, you know, Maybe it would look dark. Maybe they have anomalies in their genes, you know, mel the melatonin. Was was that what it said about the uh, panthers, you know? Maybe it could be that. So that's what I have on the Ozark Howler. Now I kind of want to know what this Momo thing is. Momo. Anyway. The Howler, a.k.a. Ho-Ho. I really like that. A Ho-Ho. A Ho-Ho. Ho-Ho. <laughs> Ozark hears a Ho. Okay, that was terrible. 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 All right. We're going to end it there. Yeah, now that my cat is quiet too, right? By the way, I was playing some sounds earlier that I was, I, I was trying to decide what to use. Do I use some just coyotes howling? Do I use this and that? And he went nuts jumping up on here slapping at the laptop and like what are you doing what is that stop it <laughs> so i don't i don't think he appreciated that too much 
<laughs> and then eventually he just sat there and stared at me and looked like he was going to go to sleep. So I guess he got over it. <laughs> if you like anything that I do here in any of the episodes that you've heard, if you have an idea for something that you think would be really cool for me to look up, I will definitely consider it. Uh, you can find me at pinkysquarepress.com. You can find me at Twitter for Pod Pinky. I had to reverse it. Somebody else had Pinky Pod. How dare they? Pod Pinky. Instagram, where, like I said, I'll probably post some pictures. Pinky underscore pod underscore cast. I would be ever so grateful if you became a patron. Patreon.com slash Pinky Swear Press. You know, we can have private chats, little community, bonus content, you name it. And if I if I started actually getting enough people, I'm toying with the idea of, you know, maybe you could get a t-shirt. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I'm too broke right now. Sorry. But that's why I need the patrons, yo. <laughs> okay. And I do have merchandise, which I actually had to move. Yeah. I won't get, I don't want to disparage anybody. I just, well, the, the previous site, just suddenly my stuff was gone. No warning, no explanation, user inactive. All my stuff was deleted. I, I emailed to ask why I have absolutely no response. Needless to say, I'm a little ticked about that. I have no idea what was wrong with it, why they did that. So I have moved and I am on Red Bubble. Uh, Pinky Pod. So I have some specific podcast merchandise there. And I think I've covered all the business on that. The places that you can come visit me, and I hope you will. Like, comment, review, tell people about it. That is the best thing of all. And I love getting comments. You know, I like talking to people. It's one of the reasons I'm doing this. Connect with other people. They're like, hey, you know, I love stories about that. Have you heard about this one? Ooh, I love that. Okay. So thank you for listening. And this week's Pinkie Pod is in the archives. Pup, 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 pow.